points. Chris Coleman with a monumental effort here at High Sense Arena. <laughs> this man is doing it in one of the best leagues in the world, outside the NBA. Hashtag see incredible. Hashtag see incredible. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the NBA News Podcast. Aiden, how's it going? Yeah, doing alright. I said, but I'm doing alright. Seems <laughs> like everyone's in ISO at the moment. Um, yeah. I know there's only been two games this week and the whole seven day off between we'll last round and this round. But there's a bit to talk about. There's still a bit to talk about um, throughout, the, throughout the week. Um, Happy New Year as well to everyone, 2022. Uh, you know how to get the first one of the season. But um, we'll talk about Josh Giddy triple-double. Um, it was unreal. To, I watched a whole game from start to finish, and um, it was unreal to watch. Um, he, he cleared that triple-double easily. Um, four steals as well. Youngest player in NBA history to record a triple-double. And he beats he beats LaMelo Ball, another NBL next star, which is unbelievable to see. Um, an NBL next star breaking NBL next star records. Um, pretty, I would say a pretty big record as well in the NBA. Um, but what were your thoughts on that Josh Giddy triple double? Oh, well, I didn't watch it like you did. I didn't watch the whole game. I woke up to it. Uh, I saw some tweets about some guy hitting, I think the NBL podcast, but someone put a bit, they retweeted it. It was an interesting bit, but um, geez, he like, yeah, he, I wanted that, that triple double. He didn't just get 10, 10, 10. He just, he made sure he had more than 10. Let's just say that. And I believe his whole family was there as well. Seeing what the stories, seeing his mm. stories, they all put it up. So I assume they were all there. So why not just show off in front of the family? <laughs> yeah. After that game, I put up a little bit of a poll saying, is Australia the second best basketballing nation right now? And I think it is. And you got to factor in um, how the amount of NBA players, well, how many Aussies in the NBA right now, how they're performing. We've got Mills, we've got Giddy, Ingles is having good games, Fireball, Landau, et cetera. Everyone's playing some good basketball. Josh Green as well. Um, and add in the domestic league, factor in that, one of the best domestic leagues in the world, probably the best maybe spain well obviously the nba but then spain nbl up there and um yeah just even the women basketball women's side as well national team performance you factor everything in and i, I think it's it's between australia and france what do you, what do you think Katie? is australia the second best basketball nation right now if you asked me two years ago i would have said spain's number two because yeah. Spain's just that team, just... that team back then, the Casals, Rubio, shit, that was, team was good. And then a few generations ago, not a few years ago, then Parker of France. Then. But I think by now, I, I would like to go. I think, I think the only team that could, well, the only country that's probably up there with Australia is France. I mean, they got Gobert, Fournier. They've got some good young guys coming through as well. Yeah, got a, coming that team. Got a great league, but what what made me think that Australia is a better basketball nation than, than France? We're getting their young guys, Dieng, Besson, Digbo, all their young guys coming through. Not all of them, obviously. Um, the Victor guy, the seven foot three guy coming through the first pick couple of years. We, not, we don't have him, but every other 
French young prospect coming through that's expected to get drafted next year. We, we got them. We got three of them. So, you know, we, we're getting lots of European talent that's coming through to the NBA. And, and even the players from, from our end are, are, have been really good. So I think it's the second best. You factor it in. Even, even the women's side, we've been doing well in the Olympics. Our league's pretty good. Some good players over there in the WNBA. Um, I, I think it's obviously yeah, the second best basketball nation right now. Well, I don't like. I feel like we're the best women's domestic competition to be honest as well, as it ends up to be. I think there's something to like a lot of Americans come down and play to an WMA break. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I think Talent there's like three, three of the top 10 picks from the WNBA draft last year playing in the WNBL right now, so it's a good league. Um, let's talk about round five though. Uh, only two games, as I said, two games is, is not much, but. A bit to take away from it. Um, we'll talk about that, that first game of the year, United versus Jack Jumpers. Um, it was tight throughout the game. United just just got the win near the end. Um, but if you were Melbourne United, they ended up winning by four points, I think it was. Was it four points? Yeah, um, I think it's four or five. One four points, yeah, four points. Um, would If you're Melbourne United, would you be, well, I don't know if happy is the right word, but you know, happy with that performance, I guess. That Jack Jumpers missing more Magne. Obviously, they're not the best team in the competition right now. Um, what do you think? Would, would United be happy with that performance? I mean, a win to win. Yeah. A win on the road. I'm going to tell you, but a win on the road is still regardless. Um, I think the problem was a guy that got in foul trouble early because I, was, I wasn't watching it, but I kept. Going through like the box score and the play by play, just I, I don't know. You can tell me if you were watching it, but that, it was probably a scrappy game for United. Like not like a real hundred percent heat on everything. Like they weren't switched on. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it took a bit of time for Goulding and Delhi and, and that to get going, but once they did, they they. They led the way for United. Um, but I think Jack Jumps were up by double digits at one point. I'm pretty sure. So, um, I don't know. If I'm United, you know, a win's a win. But I, I think they should be winning by a bit more when the Jack Jumpers are missing Magne. They're probably the worst in the comp other than the Breakers right now. Um, well, I'm glad you lost your one player in the match. Because if you didn't win that without Magne, I don't know how who, who would have won it. Yeah, I still think I still think United need another import to, to be able to compete with Villa Warren and the Phoenix and even Perth. But um yeah, they've they've had a few easy games here and there, but they've uh Well, in my opinion, they don't need to import a Jack like to be gets going because that he I have seen him at practice. He can shoot that ball, he can be the import spot in like, I still think they're missing just one more one more player off the bench, just someone that oh, can no. bring some energy. Just one more player, I think. No, no, I can see that. You need some spark to winch. Um, and the game before, last game of 2021, we had the uh, ends and the Wildcats in Cairns. I, I, I couldn't watch the game, but at the start, I saw the score and, and Cairns are up by, what was it, 30 to 10? Yeah, I think we were both busy. And I, was, I, I said, oh, I'm, sure, I'm going to check the score out. And then I think I sent you a message going, what? The, I really watched the game on? after, but um, yeah, it was bizarre. Just, just. Well, Bo Cole was looking at him. Bo Cole is unreal. He, he could, 
possibly win a rookie of the year. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but if he can play like that consistently, he's going to be. He's up there. He's up there. He's he's a really good defender. He had the job of of guarding Cotton that game, and um, I mean Cotton did end up getting 29 points, but starting off the game, Cotton was zero in the first quarter, I believe. But you know, once they started getting switches along the way, I think they um, they couldn't guard Bryce Cotton anymore. But Bull Cole did a pretty good job for a rookie guy straight out of college to guard the best uh, best scorer in the comp. So. Um, it's good stuff from Cairns. I, I would be happy with that game from Cairns. Uh, That's cool. I agree. Missy Machado, Missy McCall. Um, Perth had a f- basically a full squad. They were just missing uh, Blanchfield, I'm pretty sure. Hodgson and yep. Norton were back. So um, Perth still have a bit to do, I think. Uh, it's It'll be really interesting to see their uh, how their road trip goes for the next few weeks, maybe even months. Who knows at this point, but um, yeah, I, I was going to say, should Perth fans be worried with that game? I know it's one game and, and you know, first away game of the season and that, but should Perth fans be a tiny bit worried after that game? Nah, they should. I think Perth just started slow because Cairns was just on fire. I think it's not like Perth started like that every game already did this stuff, but I think that's an outlier of today's season. I reckon they're gonna, they won't start that slow again. Like I can't. Well, my, you hope so. I, you would hope so, but never say never. Like, never Tessie know. You never start. know. But um, no. Uh, credit to Cairns, they did really well. Majuk Dan, he's looking. Oh, if he can stay fit this whole season, he's going to win the most improved. That's not. Yeah, well, the only way Cairns are going to stay competitive is is if guys like Kurt Noy and Majuk Dan keep performing the way they do. Um, especially Majok Deng, I think he had almost he had 27 points, almost 30. So, um, yeah, if, if Majok Deng, Kuyat Noy, just those type of guys, when Jurich comes back as well, um, once those guys get going, you know, they could be a really competitive team as we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, David Thomas for the Phoenix. He gets the sack. Well, I don't know if he, he got sacked I don't know the right term you would say, but um, no it's longer right no longer a part of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Didn't play a single second. Didn't even suit up for one game. Brought he him over. Well. So that, for everyone, he, he came to the Melbourne United game. He got sent home because he had an Omicron. He was an Omicron flight. So he, he couldn't play. Uh, yeah, he had to quarantine. He came in, then quarantined, and then I don't know the, the complications, but... It sounded like there's there's something else behind it. The the reasons why they released Devin Thomas um, was because of multiple breaches of contract and South East Melbourne code of conduct. I'm surprised South East Melbourne have a code of conduct. Um, but every team has a code of conduct. I can tell you that. Um, it's sort of code of well, I don't think it's called code of conduct, but it's it's similar to what each yeah. club. Yes, yeah. but I think. Do you feel like it's just because he, he broke COVID rules um, and regulations or is there something else involved? There's, there's probably something else involved, but... Because um. the reports say he just didn't fit into their culture, but, like, he's, he's been there for, like, two weeks or something. Like, give him some time to fit well, in. In my opinion, it's... I think when they had to re-isolate, I don't think he wanted to... I, don't, I, I can't... I'm speculating here. So no one take my word. Don't quote me. So please don't put this on Twitter, but definitely. 
Um, I think that from my experience of meeting him once or twice during game days, he, he's an interesting character. But I think really? he broke some of the protocols. Um, mm. That's um, what I think. I feel like he, he broke... Yeah, I think he had like big people over on when he shouldn't have maybe... Um, well, I remember, I'll, I'll share this with everyone because I've already shared this with South East and all that stuff. Some of the stuff that we yeah. Um, the throwdown, the Melbourne United, the first game, uh, the second game, the, the infamous Creek dunk game. Um, so he was trying to get into the game. And like he had already played, like he had already come in through the arena on Sunday, like with all these certificates and backs and everything. Mm. And I remember I was on the other side helping with the volunteers and everything, accreditation. And I got told to come over and help Dev now. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. What's going on? Like, what's the problem? And all I hear from Devin is he's that security is abusing their power and everything. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting. So they didn't let him into the throwdown? No, he ended up coming in. I just don't know how he got in originally. But um, he was just saying security was abusing their power and everything. He was an odd bloke, but I know he went all right. introduced to that. Well, I just want to know what the 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 proper reasoning was for him to, to get sacked. But... Um... He definitely He's wasn't quite trust in one way, so that's my that's probably one reason why he got the sacks. I mean, let's not assume. I think that the basic thing is he probably broke regulations, but who knows what he did? Um, Southeast, I don't know. But I don't know either way, they got a they got a new roster spot up. Um, still an import as well. They got two import spots still up their sleeves, but um, who do you think they go for? I think for me, I'm going to say first Ben Moore. Ben Moore. There's no one. There's literally. No one you can get right now. Everyone's trying to get in the G League, play NBA. They want, you know, the 10-day contract, um, even in Europe and that. There's not many free agents, especially bigs right now. Um, ben Moore's a free agent. I don't know what he's been doing. I don't know if he's retired or anything, but trying to bring him back. He's, he's young he's, if he's retired. That's all I'm going to say. He's 26 if he's retired. He's just Maybe he's just decided to do a different passion, which I can understand, but... I've got a few local names I thought about last night, to be honest. That, you go, go for it. They're not superstars, but like the obvious one would be Mango Mathieng, but we don't know if he's back. I think yeah. maybe Kwani Kwani could have a shot. I think he's, he's playing in... Um, he, might be, he might be playing... Some some but, weird European country like the Netherlands or something. I don't well, know. the team that, already know, that knows... Simon that knows really well is Deng Koof, but I can't... Like, I, don't, I, I can't... Like, I want... They're getting a local, but I don't expect this local to get big minutes... I know Formaker isn't really... They don't really need a... They need a guy that's just going to play about 10, 20 minutes, to be well, honest. I don't think Dane's looking electric, so they don't. They won't need a superstar. Yeah, I don't... That's what I mean. They, they, I don't think they need a rush to find someone because they've got a great team already. They could um, get a, I can see them. I can see them pushing a coup. Like, I know a coup can do one. Like, well, he did all right in the one, but I can see them getting someone like of his caliber in the team. Well, as I said in the past... Um, Last week, I said team should go train Mango. I don't know how long his recovery is, but just get him back in the training, get him going. And um, once he's, he's back and healthy, he's running to the team. He knows all the plays, fits straight in. Um, that's that's what Phoenix should be doing. He's in Melbourne right now, and he's, he's got NBA experience. I think he would fit well in that team next to Pinu. He could play bench. He could play like... Five to fifteen. All he needs yeah. is about 10, 15 minutes on the court. I mean, that's that's the type of guy they need. Um, well, he just been avoiding foul trouble as well. 
Yeah. I, and, I don't see him playing big minutes. He's and I said, I think Ben Moore's a perfect guy last year. We saw him come off the bench for Phoenix at the end of the season. And, you know, he had some really good games throughout. So, um, but Thornmaker, I mean, you'd think Thornmaker would be coming. He's obvious free agent right now, looking for a club. Phoenix got a spot, but I don't think Can that's we, right fit. I, they need a, they need more of a, a power forward there. And, um, well, Thorn, and what Tommy Greer said, apparently, according to Matt Loge, is um, they're not interested in in Vaughan Maker. There's right now at the, moment, just, at the moment, at the moment, at the moment, but um, it doesn't seem like any team's interested in Vaughan Maker anyway. But yeah, one of those well, questions is in the the rapid questions later on, Aiden. So um, we'll get to it later. But what I think either think? I think for the Phoenix, I think they either go for Ben Moore or, or Mango Mathian because I don't know who else is out there right now. Like I said, if they go to local good, they're going to be a long time. I can see it happening. Like, they couldn't even upgrade Lucky Bucket's train pilot to... Ben Lee. No, but I don't know how that would work. I still don't know. Oh, you could can as an input, but he's not... I don't know. It's... Um, let's go to Brad Newley. Let's go to Brad Newley. Trade it to the Knicks. This was an interesting <laughs> headline I, I saw in the morning. I woke up and saw Brad Newley traded to the Knicks. I'm like, yeah, what's going on here? Realized it was draft rights. Um, traded involved in the the Rajon Rondo deal um, to the Cavs. I, I I don't understand how the NBA works. I don't understand why they're trading draft rights to to for Brad Newley when he's thirty six. How does the draft rights still exist? That's my question. To the NBA. The, the draft it's rights should be NBA. should be gone after about three seasons because the current guys <laughs> in the NBL, the guys, there's three guys right now in the NBL that have draft rights. It's Obviously, Brad Newley with the New York Knicks now. Tyler Harvey, he's got draft rights. I don't, can't remember what team, but this year he got tra- his draft rights got traded early in the year. Jessup obviously has uh, uh, draft uh, no rights one's... for the Warriors yeah. right now, but you think about it, it should be about two or three years and then those draft rights are called. I, I don't understand how it works. But... Jessup hasn't been called up. Wait, Jessup... last season. Jessup can be called up and doesn't matter about his contract because NBA runs it. I don't yeah. care. Because Diddy got... Yeah, did he got called up? Yeah, so Jessup can be called up in any second now, to be honest. But Warriors are like top team in the NBA, so okay. I don't know. They got Clay coming back soon too, so yeah, that'll be fine. But I'll be like hypothetical. If they wanted to put him up, they could. Yeah. Right. Um, it's the same with Brad Newley. He <laughs> going to New York, save save them at Madison Square Garden. But um, yeah, not many people knew he was drafted in the. In the NBA in 2007, after he's after he played with the Townsville Crocs, so another NBL player to get drafted to the NBA. But um, gone as soon as you play a single game. As soon as you play that one game, your draft rights don't exist. So if you leave, well, he didn't play. The draft rights only happened because they don't play a game in the NBA. So um, that's why guys like Harvey and and Jessup have it. Anyway, moving on. Harvey might be caught up eventually. Yeah, Harvey actually could be. 10-day contract, who knows? So that'll be interesting, but uh, I doubt it. Uh, hot take of the week. Um, my hot take of the week is the Illawarra Hawks will go undefeated in the month of January. And you think, eh, I guess so. But you look at their uh, their fixture and it's not easy. I'll tell you what, it's not easy. They play they play Melbourne United. Obviously, they, they, uh, United play Illawarra. they play the Perth Wildcats. They play the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and they play the Brisbane Bullets in Brisbane. 
So those are four very, very tough games, uh, especially Melbourne, Perth, Phoenix, all three in a row. But I feel like it's a huge hot take. They go undefeated. They win every game in Illawarra. They beat Brisbane in Brisbane in January. Don't do forget, they're coming out of COVID. Yeah. They're going to be slow, I reckon. I don't, I don't, I know AJ Ogilvy thinks they're going to be rapid and fast, but I don't, I don't, I know Gorgian's teams are always up good. But, um, oh, that's a point of a hot take, uh, I, I like it. No, I like it. I like it. It's a great hot take, but it's an interesting. I, I, I wish I thought of it earlier, but yeah. that's not bad for me. What was um, yours? Mine's going along the Dylan Thomas route. The Nikita, I can't pronounce his last name, but Nikolovsky. He will not play a game and he'll be cut from Jazzy before playing a game. Before playing a minute. Yep. Yeah. I, I see well, that happening. Yesterday, if you heard um, Liam, he said he's not playing because Scott Ross doesn't have faith in In my opinion, that's just stupid. You should have faith in your players half the time. But... I mean, same thing with Mojave King. It sounds like a similar thing with Mojave King last season, but I feel like so just give him, give him some minutes to get going. I feel like he'd be a huge addition to that Jack Trumpet side right now. You may as well give him minutes um, the way they're going. But... Did he play any time in the Blitz? Have we seen any? Uh, yeah, he did. Time? He did. He did play a few minutes in the Blitz, but um, he was a, he's still a good player. I mean, he's ranked in the top 100. He was, I think he won back to back Youth Player of the Year in Russia. So, um, I can see yeah. the carry on happening with Nikita. I can see him not playing barely minutes. And then when he does, he's going to be like, well, he's got to have to play behind guys like Clint Steindl, McVay right now. But um, still, I, th- I still, I don't know what's going on there. But hopefully, he gets some minutes before he gets gets sacked. But who knows? Could be. A... Well, we're, we're speculating he's going to get sacked, guys. We're not saying he will. We're not saying it's a weird date. We're just. I think no, it's, I yeah, it's a decent hot take. I guess. There's a culture. There's a culture problem as well, but it's not as bad as what they I think he's. Struggling being in coming from Russia as well. Yeah, I don't think Tassie was the right fit. I think I'm saying like United. Same, similar weather though, so um, give it to that. But <laughs> oh, oh, he's giving the weather card. He's giving. He's taking yeah. the weather card too, cat. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've heard stories from Chris Hands. Five rapid questions. You ready? Yep. Let's do this. Should the Jack Jumpers sign Thornmaker? No. Would a bubble in WA work? No. Will Luke Travis be drafted the highest out of all rookies and next stars this season? Yes. Ooh. Should the Breakers keep Chesson Randall over Peyton Seaver for the rest of the season? Oh, I'll expand on it. No. Well, I'll expand on it. Uh, do South East Melbourne sign Mango Mathieng with that final roster spot? Oh, you know how hot we've both been on it, so yes. That's it? They, they need to go like That's all I've got to say about. They need to go like I can't... Unless they can get a bit more to come down and isolate, because they're going to have to isolate those players when they come down. I think I think a week. I don't know. Might be two weeks again, but they're going to have to isolate that part. Expand on the uh, Randall receiver. Is that the one you want to expand on? Yeah. yeah, that's what I want to expand on. I think Randall's got a gig. I reckon Randall could possibly go to the NBA. Not because of the deal. Seen. I can see a 10-day deal because of who he is in the G League. Mm. I can see that. That's why I think 
if, they, if New Zealand want to keep him, they're going to have to cut Seaman out. But I can't see it happening. It's a bit, it's a bit dog if you do it while he's injured. But it's not. But you mm. could have them as nominate replacement players like Magne situation last season and um, broke off. But it's just messy. It's just too messy with that situation. I want to know why you didn't say uh, Jack Champers should sign for makeup. I just don't see him score off thinking he's a culture fit. If you but I'm, I'm saying if, if you were to... Oh, if I was, yeah. If I was Jack Champers, yeah, I would. Do yeah, it. well then, yes, yeah. Because yes for that. Because if I'm, if I'm the Jack Jumpers, I'm throwing everything at him. You, you, they're definitely not making finals with that team. They're, they're very... Well, I want to actually Bennett package still, don't forget. I don't think that's... Look, if that... It's not going to happen. The Anthony Bennett and Fullmaker deal, it's... Come on. If Fullmaker wants to get a deal, otherwise he's playing in Egypt with Corey Webster, so... Yeah, <laughs> Corey Webster. He has to be separate in... As I said, there's no NBL teams interested in him, and I think Jack Jumpers are the, the only team that should be going for him. I mean, they're, as I Will said, they're, they're not... They're not... They're not going to make finals with the current team. They need another centre. That, that's what they've been missing. They've been missing... Bigs, Will Magna hasn't performed as well as they thought he would be. Four Maker just coming off the bench, or even start Will Magna and Four Maker. I feel like that would be that would be a tough front court. Magna and Four Maker because oh, Magna, Magna was better when he was playing oh, at the four with Matt Hodgson at the Bullets. That's when he was at his peak. That's what got him into the NBA. Ever since then, he's been playing center for the Pelicans, for the Wildcats, for the Jack Jumpers. He hasn't been as good as what he was with the Bullets. So I think. Getting a guy like Ford Maker to come um to to pair up in the front court with Will Magne, you throw Steindl in there and and Majed and Adams, that could be a finals team. But right now, they've got no centers. They have to force Magne at center, and it's it's just not going to work. And I think they they definitely need to throw everything at Ford Maker. Just just try and make the deal work because um I feel like they could add him and they could be a really good team. But in my opinion, yeah. I feel like saving Kuzmich has surprised me. That team, though, yes, right. but you'd be a really good player. No, I, I'm not saying he should start or play like play dominant, but he he has surprised me on that team. He's done better than I thought. Still, I think they needed another set, just that someone to, to pair play. with Will Magnet. They just whoever takes Will Magnet from there, I've got to realize that he's probably better at power forward. And that well, could they start? I know we haven't seen much, but could they start McIntosh's center and put it? I, I don't think so. I th- they need a guy like Matt Hodgson. They need a guy, about a seven-foot guy that's that's got to do things like Hodgson does and, you know, like a Yanni Wetzel next to him or a... No, no, he just doesn't... When he's on the court, he just doesn't seem himself. He doesn't seem like he likes basketball. Like he, in my opinion, so he lost passion. To, um, Pelicans like, changed him a lot. I feel like they, they developed in the wrong way, but... Um, yeah, I think Jack Jumpers need to sign for Maker. He'd be a really good addition. Um, you got anything else to add, Aiden? I just hope everyone stays safe during this interesting times. And um, just, you know, if you feel sick, get tested. And, um... Et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah, thanks, guys, for tuning in for another episode. And uh, see you guys next time.